Tonight we have a short reading from Colossians 3, verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace and be thankful. Okay, now for the sermon. Nah, I'm half joking, because I might seem a little bit early. But what we decided to do today was split it into three, which may seem like an interesting decision, given that it's only one verse long. But that's what we went with, and we've deemed them sermonettes. Um, So this is the first one, uh, which I'm speaking on, which is, uh, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Later, later Josh will be speaking on uh, everyone being one body, and then Abby on being thankful. So, uh, the three key points I picked up from let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts was one, the peace of Christ, two, rule, and three, hearts. So, peace of Christ, oh, thank you. So, peace of Christ, well, peace is simply the freedom from disturbance. How the important part is the peace of Christ, because that's more than just a feeling. It's more of a gift which we are, we are given, and if we're having trouble, we can have the peace of Christ to know that he died for us and that he saved us and that our sins are gone because of him. So it's more than just peace, which is the first thing. The second part is rule. It's key to remember, I think, that it says let the peace. It's not the peace of Christ will rule in your heart. It's let. So it's got to be your decision, uh, which is the first part. Um, But it also says rule. It doesn't say let the peace of Christ be in your hearts or let the peace of Christ occasionally show up it's all the time. And that's an issue because I don't think we always let it. Um, and finally, hearts. It's like in you and in everything you do. I feel that one's fairly understandable. So these last two together, rule in your hearts, um, you can kind of in this sense imagine Christ as an umpire, though not playing cricket. Um, if you have two conflicting emotions, if you listen to Christ, you should get the right one. If you could be happy or could be sad, uh, depending on the situation, and you just think in your heart, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, and that should give you an answer. When I first read this, it kind of reminded me of love your neighbour as yourself and do to others as you would have them do to you. The kind of idea that you want to be treated as other people want to be treated. And it made me think, Uh, how easy in this day and age it is to not treat people with positive emotions and to be negative and everyone's full of stress and sometimes you can forget that everyone else is as well and that negativity I think can spread in a sense it kind of reminded me of when I used to live in Croydon now I know my family are here so they might agree with me they might not if they don't ignore them but um, (laughs) I I remember when um, I mean I, I was quite young, but if you'd walk through Croydon, everyone wouldn't be massively interactive. If you didn't know them, you know, you just kind of walk past. You might go to every now and again, but not anything really. And then we moved to Horsham, and everyone's much more friendly. Just like, hello, good morning, how are you? And it makes you feel much more positive. And then if you see someone else, you might repeat the same thing. And it gives you that warm feeling which you can pass to other people. And it made me think, it's the same principle really, isn't it? If you let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, and, and you be positive to those people around you, and show them that you have this peace, then it might impact them as well. And then they might go on and show that, and it might spread. So if you haven't come up with a Lent uh, thing yet, it's, it's a little bit late, but better late than never. Just try and do that in your day, you know. Try and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And obviously everyone should do that anyway, so 
if you've already got a Linux thing, this isn't a cop-out. Um, but yes, the peace of Christ should rule in your heart and over everything you do. I think that's what this is saying. Because we are all part of one body, that's why we should spread it with each other. And Josh will pick me up on that in a little bit. To the second sermonette, after all he's talking about the peace of Christ, this is about the, since as members of one body you are called to peace. Now this firstly made me think of the story of, as follows. One fine day it occurred to all of the members of the body that they were doing all the work and that the belly was having all the food. So they held a meeting and after a long discussion decided to strike work until the body belly consented to take its proper share of the work. So for a day or two, the hands refused to take food, the mouth refused to receive it, and the teeth had no work to do. For after a day or two, the the members began to find that they themselves were not in a very active condition. The hands could hardly move, and the mouth was all parched and dry, while the legs were unable to support the rest. So thus, they found that even the belly, in its dull and quiet way, was doing necessary work for the body. This shows that every part of the body is important and that everyone needs to do their specific and distinct role, otherwise the whole system will fall apart. And we must have the peace of God in our hearts and this will make us part of this body and that we are all connected through it. It knits us together into one. And it says in the message version that none of this going off and doing your own thing for this part of the verse. And it just further shows that how we are all together and that we're all connected. If in a football game the team ignored all of the rules and went off and did their own thing, it would fall apart. And this is the same. This happened once in Paraguay. Two players started to fight and this led on to the referee needing to use 36 red cards. This is the same principle. We have to look out for each other, listen to the rule of the umpire, God, because the Greek word used in the original describes the rule of an umpire, and take that to heart. We listen to what they say, like a football player listens to a manager or a referee, and listens to what they say and takes that. God needs to be the same for us. We need to take what he's saying and take us into this body and connect us all together. This means that we will all be able to do exactly what he wants us to do, and that we can fulfill our role better. We are all prone to going off and doing our own things, as it said not to earlier. God is there looking over us and making sure that we're all working together, and that we are trying to pull us back when we have gone astray due to our own human impulses to do this thing or go there that we're not supposed to be doing. It's also saying that we need to be supportive and peaceful with one another. In 1 Corinthians 12 verse 35, it said, there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If someone has a conflict with another, we should try and find a peaceful and not in a way of solving the problem without causing division between us. We should try and make a solution which binds us together still and doesn't split us apart. Because it's detrimental for the whole body when one part stops doing its job, like in the story earlier. If one part even 
does thinks, oh, I don't, I'm not important, I'm going to go off and doing my own thing. Or if one group of the body says they're not important, we're going to abandon them. It's going to be detrimental for everyone involved. And the message, the message is also that the two verses before this one, where Paul says, bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. This generally shows that we need to be closer together and that everyone is important and that we need to pull everyone into this body of Christ with the peace of Christ in our hearts, as Ollie was saying. And this will lead us all together and get us a better way of doing the jobs that we need to do in spreading the word of Christ. And now Ed, I think, will bring us the president to session. So uh, now we've come to our prayers of intercession. So if you'd all like to bow your heads in prayer. Uh, So today's uh, prayers of intercession, we're going to have a special focus on the youth, or the young people of the world, hence the youth service. So let us pray. Lord, we look in horror at the news reports about Yemen, Somalia, South Sudan and Nigeria and the forecast that 1.4 million children could die of starvation this year. We pray that the international community can find a way to deliver support and the immense amount of money needed to help these struggling people. Lord, we pray for the unaccompanied children and young people all alone in the refugee camps across Europe and the world. We pray that they can find safe support, friendship, and some way to find some happiness in their terrible situations. But Lord, we thank you that most people in England, most young people in England, are able to live safely, go to school, and learn without prejudice, so having the opportunity to grow and thrive. But Lord, we pray for those young people in our own country that still face prejudice and live in fear, that they might find sanctuary in you. And Lord, we pray for everyone taking exams this summer. We ask for motivation for those who are finding it difficult to revise. We ask for peace for those who are worried. We ask for rest for those who are overworking, and we ask for patience and understanding for those families. And Lord, finally, we pray for the young people and leaders at BRBC. We thank you for the provision of children and youth work, such as the Sunday clubs and image, and for the chance to learn more about you, so that we might be able to share your love in others we meet in our community. In Jesus' name, amen. It is now time to look at the final part of the verse. The message puts it as follows. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other, none of this going off and doing your own thing, and cultivate thankfulness. I am focusing on the last part of the verse, and cultivate thankfulness. By definition, to cultivate means to repair and use land for crops or gardening. Now a plant cannot fulfil its purpose by itself. It needs a balance of sun and water or it will die and wilt and it will not fulfil its purpose at all. It won't be any use. There are also things that will help a plant grow better, such as good soil, fertiliser and the removal of weeds. Likewise, Christians cannot grow in faith by themselves. We need God to talk to him and worship him, whether it is by prayer by yourself or worshipping as a bigger community. We also need to ask for forgiveness, 
Like a gardener removes weeds to stop them from overpowering the plant, when we ask for forgiveness, God removes the sins from our hearts. It also helps being with other Christians as one body. We can share our faith with each other and support each other as we grow in faith. It is important not to isolate ourselves. Thankfulness is not just a feeling, but an act of will, and it can sometimes be very difficult in tough times. For example, when someone close to us dies or becomes ill. So why, especially in rough times, should we be thankful? Colossians 1.13 says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. Colossians 1.22 says, But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. And Colossians 2.13-14 says, When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive of Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. So he has rescued us, reconciled us, and made us regulation free. The privilege of being his is that we submit to his will in our lives. Let his peace rule, and let us therefore live as one of each other, and thank him for all he has given us, whatever our circumstance. Because whatever it is, it's better for being his.